There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast. Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Western Huntsman Podcast, brought to you by Eastman's Hunting Journals. This is Jim Huntsman, your host, coming at you from the Broken Town Studio right here in Clark Fork, Idaho, and uh, I am bringing on an old friend, a past guest, and uh, somebody that I think uh, is is a really important person to talk to right now, given the circumstances. Uh, Brian Lynn with Sportsman's Alliance. How you doing, brother? Not too bad. Uh, say that again. I had you turned down. <laughs> you can hear me now. Yep, yep. I, I hear you great. God, man. One day, one day, I'm going to be a professional podcaster, and that kind of stuff isn't going to happen ever again. No, don't do that. Don't, 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 don't go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> I always turn, I always turn the guests down when I'm playing the intro music in case they, you know, cough or uh, yell at the kids or something, and and. Uh, <laughs> I, I literally did cough. Get... I did cough, but I held the phone away. So, <laughs> my bad. Anyway, um, well, shoot, man, I appreciate you joining me on such short notice. I know, um, you know, we were talking about interrupting the your Zags game tonight, and I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be responsible for that. So, uh, <laughs> what did I, I hit you up like an hour ago, and here we are. Here we are. Let's do it, man. Sweet. Well, this is going to be like a bonus episode that I'm going to release. Uh, today is Tuesday. I'm going to have this out probably tomorrow or Thursday morning at the latest. Awesome. Uh, because uh, there's lots going on. And in specific, you know, anybody that's been following along with this show knows that uh, I have had a thorn in my side over the way that Washington State has been operating uh, their Fish and Wildlife Service. Uh, and and specifically a couple of commission members that are not in alignment with uh, sportsman values. Um, and Sportsman's Alliance this week, they basically announced a, a lawsuit um, against Commissioner Lorna Smith. A- am I saying that right, or is it against is it against the state, or is it uh, what? Actually, just walk us through what this lawsuit is, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's against uh, Lorna. We filed against her specifically um, for violating the RCW. There's an RCW that says uh, any game commissioner cannot hold another elected or appointed office or commission. Mm-hmm. And she's on the Jefferson County uh, Planning Commission. I was appointed by the commissioner, so she's on the planning board. And uh, yeah, so we're like, that's a pretty clear cut violation. And yeah. so we are suing her over that. So, guys, uh, in, in the way, like, the announcement reads, Washington law is clear on this question. RCW 77.04.040 states that members of the WFCW shall not hold another state, county, or municipal elective or appointive office. 
uh, and obviously Lorna Smith has served. Uh, it's on, uh, you know, with this with this Jefferson County Planning Commission. Um, the entire time she's been a non-confirmed uh, commissioner to the WFCW. Or I, I said that wrong. WFWC. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Washington Fish and Wildlife Commission. I just call it the Game Commission. Yeah, the Game Commission. Commission. So yeah. I always got it's a, it's funny when you do a podcast and you're talking to all the, all sorts of people in different states. There's like different names for all of them. So I just always call it Fish and Wildlife. Different names, different processes, different laws, yeah. different standards, and yeah, it's uh, it's a lot to keep track of. But our government affairs team does a good job uh, chasing it all down and who's where and what so so brian walk us through how this works what what does this mean that that you guys have filed a lawsuit yeah so uh we're filing a lawsuit asking for you know a judgment from a judge to say hey she needs to get kicked off the board she's been violating the law you know and it'll be up to them uh as to you know the judge's discretion and his ruling his or her ruling if it uh if if they boot her off of there or not so mm-hmm. that's what we're hoping for and we believe needs to take place uh because of this violation well i couldn't agree more because you know within the article that where you guys announced that uh, this lawsuit has taken place um there's a line in here she is among a group of new commissioners pushing an extremist view of fish and wildlife management and is adamantly opposed to the north american model of wildlife conservation um, we all know she's been the subject of, uh, you know, our friends in Washington losing the spring bear hunt, um, which, you know, in itself might not seem like a big deal to a lot of people because of the nature of the Washington spring bear hunt in the past. It's, it's been like a, a special draw, um, you know, what was it, like 220 tags maybe? It's uh, it's around uh, 600 or something, but the success rate, it comes down to about 150 bears are killed yeah. in very yeah. spe- three very specific units, you know, for very specific reasons, uh, crop damage, depredation to elk, and timber damage mm-hmm. on the, over on the west side, you know. So it's a very controlled, very, very specific hunt. And like you said, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, slide under the radar. Yeah, so that's a camel under the tents, the camel's nose under the tent. You know, uh, if their logic is taking 150 bears off the landscape is going to tip it into a threatened species that we have to be very careful. You know, well then, what's to stop them from? You can just reverse the logic. Like if they're really concerned about the bear season enough to stop 150 bear take, what are they going to do about the fall bear season? Well, and the the thing that I always look at when it when it's something like this, I mean, we all talk, most hunting podcasts that have talked about this issue has have brought up the the fact that obviously this is kind of that death by a thousand cuts concept, right? Yep. And there's that side of it, and we can all say, well, it's insignificant. It was only you know six hundred tags or whatever. It's just a spread. They still have their fall bear. Uh, but the other the other side to that, I, I mean, you're talking about a state. What what does Washington have? Like twenty five, thirty thousand bears in the in the exactly. state. Exactly. Yep, twenty five um, to thirty thousand. And so, if it's if it's not a big deal, why is it a big deal to take it away? Because we all know that there are uh, outfitters that that make a living on this spring bear season. There's there's families that have had a tradition dating back decades going on this spring bear hunt. Um, and it, you know, let's face it, there it, it's a value for hunters that. Um, 
whether whether you're looking at it from filling up your freezer to ha- having the the adventure, the primal connection to nature, it doesn't matter what it is. It's a value for us, and and because this specifically this particular commissioner has a different value set and and sees things a lot differently uh, in terms of what wildlife management is. She feels the uh, I don't know proclivity. To, to remove this season and 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 we are the ones that suffer and the problem with letting this go is going back to the premise of death by a thousand cuts and that is just a starting point what say you uh absolutely right you know that that's definitely right and you know lorne is just one of several it's you know at least five of them on the board that uh that are pushing this angle you know the, the science isn't good enough this isn't best available whatever they muddy the waters and like to throw out this term uh precautionary principle mm-hmm. like well we better be very extra careful here because bears are slow to reproduce you know when the scientist is out there saying no we have 25 to thirty thousand bears we're not worried about it it's 150 we take many more during the fall season. So if they can use this logic in the spring, they can use it in the fall and anywhere else. If you watch some of the game commission meetings, they talk about, well, it's springtime, you know, they're, you know, in the part of the process of, of mating and everything. And, and that, that doesn't seem right, you know, as a rearing stuff. And it's like, wait a minute, if you're going to use that logic and a retiring commission commissioner, Don McIsaac pointed it out and said, well, if you're using that logic for spring bears, you you can use that for elk and deer and anything else you want to because we hunt them during mating seasons and everything else you know so he's like this is arbitrary to be putting this now on spring bear hunting but lorna comes from the a a protectionist group she was executive director of a protectionist group then her husband was a biologist now he's the executive director she stepped down from that to take this position so that's her whole mindset and her whole bent and she has allies on there melanie rowland is another one barbara baker um you know so they're doing everything they can to push this i mean just in the last game commission game meeting you know they have to come up with the management plan and she's putting forward to put coyotes into the game management plan and start regulating that in past commission meetings she's brought up snow goose hunters scaring off the snow geese for the bird watchers in the wildlife refuge, which waterfowl hunters have paid for. They pretty much funded the whole refuge system. And so she's bringing up everything. I mean, here we are in one of the largest avian flu outbreaks in history. And she's talking about protecting, putting forward, protecting snow geese, which are overpopulated, destroying the tundra, you know, but she wants, because bird watchers, which I will give the department, Washington department of fish and wildlife credit. They said, right, we don't want this conflict, and they created a hunters-only area. So they did a great job. I'll give the the department credit there. That's not a terrible strategy. That's not a terrible strategy. What is going on with the whole um, thing about these commissioners in Washington not being confirmed by the Senate? Yeah, so this is is part of the problem, you know, is we have a, uh, a whole commission here who's appointed by the governor as soon as they're appointed, they have authority and power to run with, whether they're confirmed or not. And there isn't a single commissioner who's been confirmed by the Senate. Is, I mean, this is just 
just using law and loopholes to run a cabal. You know, uh, we're, we're supposed yeah, to be it's transparent. Like tyrannical. Yeah, we're supposed to be able to have a say. That's why the Senate confirms them. So the people that we elect who are looking out for our interests and supposed to represent us can weigh in on these people like, no, they're not good or they are good. So they bring them up. They bring up two, three, four every year for committee hearings, but they don't bring forward controversial ones, um, but they never move them to a floor vote. So this week, there's a couple, mm. there's three of them that have a hearing this week, but it's already late in the session. The fact that they're going to get, probably won't get confirmed by the full Senate because it's so late. So they just do this every year, rinse and repeat. None of them are confirmed, yet they're making major policy decisions on wildlife management with no oversight, no transparency, and we as the citizens, the voters, have no recourse. Yeah. I mean, it, this is coming from the same side of the aisle that is is constantly screaming about how, you know, everybody else is, is uh, destroying our democracy. Um, where's the democracy in this? This, this, yeah. that's, there's got to be. I don't know if there is a mandate or some kind of regulation that has a deadline as to when these commissioners, so to speak, have to be confirmed in order to be valid. Nope. There's not. It's there just, is not. It's just a run there amok. The governor can 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 go ahead and appoint whoever he wants uh, to include some of these animal activists that, that we're seeing, uh, and, and there's no repercussion. No, you know, no, not at all. You know, so there is no no deadline. They a couple uh, last session, a couple of bills were put forward to you know limit. You know, they have to be confirmed within sixty days, and or something else. There was like two or three bills, and they went nowhere. There was a coalition of us working on another bill uh, this year, this session, to kind of put some of those things in place, and you know, basically, have been told that. It's not going to go anywhere, and even if it were, he, Inslee won't sign anything that uh, takes his power away. That's nuts, man. That's nuts. I mean, where where do you see this lawsuit going? You, you've got a lot of experience with this stuff. Where do, where do you see this going? Oh, uh, well, we'll see. I mean, it's the ball's in uh, her court and in the judge's court, so, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll have our day in court and show that uh, she is— uh, you know, in a conflicted spot and breaking the law. She is literally breaking the law and has been for well over a year now, yeah. you know, since she's been appointed, you know, but to be clear, this is just the first step. This mm -hmm. is just step one. There's a lot more uh, issues going on in this state. And we've been sitting here watching for two years, you know, there's lack of adequate notice for major policy changes, uh, ex parte communication during meetings, you know, you're, we're supposed to there's there's laws and rules around this like you have a meeting you have to give public notice on exactly what that is that's not happening they're changing it and they're making policy without giving notice taking comment from people privately you know during an mm -hmm. open you know a closed meeting that we're you know the rest of us don't get to weigh in on this you know and uh there are commissioners who are not supporting various mandates during decision making so we're going to uh look into those for lawsuits using public access uh, records requests. Let's see what's going on. Again, this uh, this all coming from the same side of the aisle that is uh, kicking and screaming about ruining our democracy. So it's, it's just interesting the... Oh, yeah, the hypocrisy the, the, is the, astounding. Yeah, the hypocrisy that comes out of the this stuff, and I'm trying not to make this political, but uh, it, it's just... It, 
I, I don't understand how it is not so blatantly obvious to people and, and these phones aren't just blowing up over there. Um, what? Let me ask you this, Brian. What What is the membership number status of Sportsman's Alliance, roughly? Oh, geez. I wouldn't, I'll be honest. I don't even know that because I'm not in the membership department. Um, but, you know, uh, we always need more, you know, especially for things like this and, you know, just in the last couple of days, we've seen a, you know, a bump in Washington membership, which is great, you know, but these things do cost money. Like you're talking litigation and this is going to go on for months and FOIA requests and paying lawyers and, and, uh, court costs and stuff. So I'd like to see our membership huge. <laughs> yeah. And so, and that's kind <laughs> just of what so we I'm, can do more. That's yeah. what I'm kind of driving at is, is I, the, you know, we, we've been railing against this stuff on, on my show for, for a while, specifically, uh, we've been doing a, a series, um, yeah, and the series is called "Is Hunting Conservation" with yeah. Chris Rowe and Guy Duplanchet, and it's it's really ticked some people off, and it's also uh, got a lot of other people thinking, and it's also um, you know we're we're speaking to a lot of people that have been kind of feeling this way, and 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 the idea is to get people thinking about this stuff. Uh, from the the side, like the one I just released, in fact, today is out. Uh, the reason I asked about membership is, you know, if you look at like Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, there's 32,000 members or, or BHA, 40,000 members. SCI only has 50,000 members. You know what Center for Biological Diversity has? <laughs> 1.7 million members. And so I'm on the membership page here for sportsmansalliance.org, which, guys, that'll be in the show notes. Um, what does a $35 membership mean to you guys? How does it help move the needle when it comes to things like the spring bear hunt, uh, in Washington and, and, uh, you know, the lawsuit was Lorna Smith. Yeah. So, I mean, that's money in the coffers. Now, like we give you a hat and then there's the magazine and, uh, or knife set or whatever the, the little, uh, the incentive is. So there's a cost there, but we get people in the hopper. We get to talk to you more. We get, uh, you know, the big thing is we have a big annual raffle, our mega raffle, half a million dollars worth of prizes last year. I'm talking 10 trips to Argentina, uh, four or five African safaris, fishing trips to Patagonia, firearms like crazy, side-by-sides, $40,000 cash prize. And that's where we make a lot of this uh, money that helps fund us and fund mm-hmm. these things. But $35, $50, $100 membership and renewing and staying active with us allows us to budget and put money and go, okay, we're, we're going to have this many members. We project to have this many members at, at this price. And okay, here's our budgets that we can work with and okay. you know what we can afford to do. Okay. Let's see. Uh, walk me through this. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed, Brian. I did not renew in 2022. Oh. And here we are in 2023. So to make up for it, I'm going to do the hundred dollar membership. Well, thank you very and much. I'm sir. signing. I'm going to sign it up right now. Let's see, because I'm. I, I just want to kind of highlight how easy this stuff is. Um, it's going to have me fill out my personal information. Which, by the way, that that hundred dollar one, I I get a knife set, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty cool. Little little uh, knife set. It's pretty nice, actually. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. And the tumbler. I'm pretty excited about that. I, I need knives, man. But I, I honestly, I'd be I, I would do something like this without the gifts, just because I know when I see when I see an organization doing something like this, 
um, you, you know, something that's going to actually move the needle, that's, that's actually taking action. Because let's be honest, there are times when hunters feel like we buy these memberships and, you know, not a lot's going on, not, not a lot, we, yep. not a lot's taking place. And so you guys just, this lawsuit is what we've been asking for. Um, and so it's, it's, oh, I need my credit card here. Hang on. I'm trying to talk and type at the same. I told you I'm not very good at that part. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but, uh, you know, it, I get it, you know, and it's uh, a lot of times you sign up for a membership, you don't see anything. And that's one of the challenges we face. Like, how do we tell somebody who's a member in Arkansas, you know, that's a friendly state, you know, to keep paying dues while we fight in Washington? Yeah. You know? across the country it's sometimes it's hard for people to wrap their heads around but when it comes to this stuff the animal rights stuff it's just a matter of time they exactly. will come to the friendly states i mean just last year if you followed it at all uh texans for mountain lions came into texas and they're trying the same exact tack that they used with spring bear hunting so spring bear hunting is and they used it in Jersey also. In Washington and Jersey, they use the same idea. Like, you don't know exactly how many bears there are. And since you don't know exactly how many bears there are, we need to stop hunting until they're, you know, we have better science and data. They're saying the same thing with mountain lions. They asked Texas Park and Wildlife to put a moratorium on all trapping and hunting of mountain lions in the state until they could figure this out, which is going to take years. By then, they're digging in and getting bills passed and doing, you know, their own thing. They're, they will yeah. come to your state, Texas, they, they for will. God's sake. Even, and I, I believe Texas is, and I could be wrong on this, but I'm, I went through the list not very long ago. Texas is a state that has the constitutional right to hunt and fish. I, I believe I could be, again, I could be wrong. I know Idaho is cause I, I live in Idaho. Uh, and, and that does not necessarily mean because they, no. if they take away 90% of the hunting and you still have 10% of hunting, you yep. still have hunting, and that's still satisfying that that constitutional right, right? Exactly. So, that's where it gets a little. You know, everybody thinks it's the the silver bullet, which mm -hmm. it's good. You can put it out there as a legal argument or a legal hurdle that they have to overcome, but it's not exactly as you said. It's not you know the silver bullet at all because yeah. they can say, well, we're just taking this hunting. We're not taking. Well, it's exactly what they said with the spring bear hunt here in Washington. We're just taking spring bear hunting. You have plenty of opportunities to hunt bears in the fall. This so exactly like you said. This is interesting. I'm I'm signing up here on your website, um, and it's requiring me to put a title in. And and so huh. I can choose Admiral, Brigadier General, <laughs> Captain. I'm just trying to figure out which one I want to go with here. Like Wow. I'm, I'll have to talk to the membership team about that. Like, hey, what is this, guys? Professor. I mean, in this day and age, I could just pick out wow. a title, right? I, I mean, I will, uh, yeah. What, what, what do you identify as today? I, I think I want to be a brigadier general. I think that'd be yeah. cool. That's no, interesting. That's I'll just put Mr. Uh, okay. Join now. Um, oh, verify crosswalks. Okay. I'm not a robot. Hold on. We're just going through it. There we go. And you okay. can make that a recurring gift. Yeah. So your members shall automatically renews and you won't forget next year. We don't have to do this next year. <laughs> yep. I just I just hit that tab. I just hit the tab oh, to, to renew every year. So uh, I'll be looking for my hat, though, Brian. You'll be uh, getting the hat and the knives and uh, the new magazine that we revamped last year that's uh, pretty good. I, it's, it's a fun magazine to be putting out. So Heck yeah. 
I love I love hats and magazines. So so guys, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put that in the show notes. I, I seriously I I really encourage you to go. It's thirty five bucks for a sustaining membership. Um, Sportsman's Alliance is actually putting their money where their mouth is and taking action. This is exactly what we've been looking for. Uh, for for the last couple of years, and and we've been talking about the spring bear issue and the commission issues in the state of Washington for, um, you know what, since like COVID hit, basically from from what I remember, yeah. um, and so th- this is not a new thing, and it's it's not a new conversation. It's the conversation we've been having for a long time, and finally we've got a we've got an organization that's. Uh, not that you guys just started doing good things. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to imply that. You guys always always have. I've I've been a member for a long time. Um, but uh, this is super important. And so what I want to do as well, um, I just got the $100 membership. Uh, I am going to make March the Sportsman's Alliance uh, basically, I don't know, sponsor, whatever, for, for the, the month of March. Which, what that means, guys, if you go on my website, which is the westernhuntsmanpodcast.com, and I'll put that in the show notes as well, we have a gear shop. Uh, and it's really not gear. It's like, Bumper stickers, uh, coffee mugs. Um, there's this super expensive dog bed that they don't let me do any cheaper. Um, but whatever. Uh, beach towels. You know, there's uh, if if you know you drink wine, chill wine tumbler. My wife uses those when we go to the lake. Um, the, all sorts of stuff like that. I even have a um, I have a bumper. I don't know if you know this, Brian. I have a bumper sticker that says "Demand Lorna Smith resign." Um, <laughs> so that one's on there. If anybody uh, jumps on the website for the rest of the month, for the rest uh, March of 2023, uh, it's not like 10% of proceeds are going to go. It's going to be 100% of profit off of this. What that means, guys, is if you buy a T-shirt and it costs me $10 to have it made, uh, which that's roughly what it is, and you buy it for 20 bucks, that's 10 bucks going to Sportsman's Alliance. Awesome. Uh, just so I'm covering the cost. But it's 100% of profit. From sales off the the Western Huntsman podcast website, uh, that will go to Sportsman's Alliance. And I do need to clarify, there are two active websites. The other one's not supposed to be active right now, but it still is. I just checked. Uh, there's the westernhuntsman.com, which that store does not work very well, guys. So go to the westernhuntsmanpodcast.com. Uh, if you're following me on Instagram, it's in the link in the bio. And again, it'll be in the show notes here. Go to the website. Any of those swag items you buy, I'm going to take 100% of the profits and donate them to Sportsman's Alliance so they keep, um, you know, moving the needle like we need them to. So what do you think of that, Brian? Awesome. Appreciate it. And I think that uh, Lorna Lorna Smith sticker will be uh, very popular. Yeah. (laughs) I need to put it out. I I don't know that I've even advertised that anywhere, but I should put that out there. But yeah, it says, (laughs) and I made that one a dollar cheaper. Uh, So it's nine bucks for that one. Um, and yeah, Where it says demand it? Lorna Smith resign. I'm not seeing it. Where is it? Which website are you on? Are you on the westernhuntsman.com or the westernhuntsmanpodcast.com? Oh, westernhuntsman.com. So westernhuntsmanpodcast.com? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to text it to you because it's brand new, man. I that other website isn't working very well and like the store thing doesn't work very well. Um, and so I had to redo the website and it's still directing people to this other one. Okay. So there I'm we trying go. to figure now it out. Did you find it? Yeah. I found oh, her. okay. Okay. Gear shop. Oh yeah. 
I like this. This is good. We'll put this at the man. Lorna Smith resign. Okay. I think that one will be popular. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And anything else I could do, if you guys have updates or anything else I could do to help facilitate, I know I promised you, you know, 30 minutes or less on this podcast here because it was so short notice. No uh, worries. No worries. But, uh, that's what I'm here for. But uh, yeah, no, thank you for having us on and uh, shining a light on this. And uh, this is, like I said, this is just the first step. We're going to be doing some FOIA requests and seeing what they're talking about, and uh, there will be some other lawsuits coming here in the coming months and weeks. So fantastic! Stay man. tuned. You know what I like about lawsuits? It's using the animal activists' game against them, and yeah. so I really appreciate the fact that you guys, you know, are stepping up and actually doing this. And I am behind sportsman's alliance and you and and uh, you know 100 percent. so anything we could do to help uh move the needle for you guys uh we're here for you for sure so all right guys check it out so that's uh that's going to be an ask uh keep in mind instead of maybe uh buying a new 500 dollars set of binos or something uh buy a 400 dollars set and spend 35 bucks on a membership and go buy some swag on uh, the western huntsman podcast.com and let's help sportsman's alliance kick lorna smith's ass off of that washington commission um i would i think there's a lot of people that would appreciate that love it thank you very much all right brian stick on the line for just a second we'll uh, we'll keep in touch brother Thank you. You made it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure you're following us on Instagram at the Western Huntsman and write us a good review at Apple Podcasts. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Stay Western, and I'll see you 